0: Seven forty eight on the crosstalk on WIZM <laughs> Man, I, I, I really had intentions of talking with our guest Rick Manning from Americans for Limited Government about the end of the impeachment nightmare. But uh, but first, we have to go to Iowa to talk about the caucus nightmare and the uh, latest story I heard this morning that Bernie or that uh, Joe Biden is so angry, he's ready to go to court before the results are even announced. Rick Manning, good morning. Thanks for talking with us.
1: Man, oh, man. The, the Democrats, they want to run our health care system, but they can't <laughs> even run a caucus. Yikes. Uh, they've been doing it for 100 years, and they apparently... Technology took over, and it all went bad. Well, and why is it?
0: I understand that the Democrats, uh, the uh, the DNC, caused this issue by forcing change in the way Iowa caucus ran, with uh, pre-votes, current votes, post-votes, uh, because they, what, they didn't like a caucus? They wanted it to be just like a primary?
1: Um, well, I, I they did make some changes to it. Um, but there's actually some information we can derive from it. Um, number one, Bernie Sanders, you know, they knew what their, their people were telling them. And so they got about 40% of the caucuses and they released the numbers. And the way the Iowa caucus worked is, uh-huh. If you got above ten or below ten percent, you got knocked off. The essentially your, those people who tended who were supporting somebody who got under ten percent, had to vote for somebody else in subsequent rounds. Yeah. The interesting thing is Bernie Sanders got twenty, a little over twenty eight percent in the forty percent of the caucuses that they reported, about twenty eight percent of the uh, first ballot, and they only went up to twenty nine percent by the third, by the second ballot or by the final ballot that they tallied. Um, what that means is. Everybody who was knocked off the ballot went for a different candidate than Bernie, with a big beneficiary being Pete Buttigieg. Um, there's a lot of uh, a lot of reporting from different candidates that Joe Biden was the big loser, um, which is really not surprising. And it's a um, and so it's if the Bernie if the Bernie reporting holds true, then what we know is that the Democrats who don't support Bernie. Don't support Bernie. They want anybody but Bernie, and we'll turn to other candidates um, other than Bernie. The challenge is the whole value of Iowa, from a political perspective, is the guy who does something, the person who does something unexpected there, who outperforms expectations, typically gets a big boost in money and publicity going into New Hampshire. And they don't get that out of the Iowa caucus this year. They basically wandered around uh, the cornfields of Iowa um, and aren't Getting aren't getting the benefit that it, that you normally get out of an out of an Iowa caucus overperforming in the Iowa caucus, and that and that's actually the big the big story of it because they the Iowa caucus basically got negated as having any as being meaningful. And I think that will hurt them downstream and it'll be very difficult for the Iowa caucus to exist and have meaning four years from now, given this mess up.
0: Well and it's interesting too I haven't heard anything about gosh I haven't heard Tom Steyer's name in a long time
1: is he still running for president yeah, he, he was one of the ones that got knocked off before after the first ballot. I think okay. he got like 2% or something. All right, well, But he's
0: um, rich enough to keep going, like a, a, a former mayor of New York who's wealthy enough to say, I'm running, I'm not running for, pre-. well, you didn't say I'm not running for president. I'm running against Donald Trump. He, he knows he's not going to win the White House. He just doesn't want Donald Trump in the White House
1: well he i think he thinks he's going he's going to have a chance uh, if you if you look at uh, the race as being by uh, Bernie Sanders against somebody else uh, essentially what Mike Bloomberg's trying to do is he's trying to buy his way into being that somebody else being the the person that the Biden supporters can go to and feel safe they can't go to Elizabeth Warren because she's is almost as nutty as Bernie um and so there's a there's a certain group of people in the Democratic Party who don't feel comfortable with the group of candidates they have. And and Bloomberg is attempting to uh, become their candidate and and be a dynamic, wealthy Joe Biden who – and that's what his campaign plan is. It remains to be seen whether it'll work. It hasn't worked anywhere at any other time in history where somebody tried to run that way. But, you know, he's going to spend – million in California to try to get delegate votes out of California, and that will be his make-or-break state. Can he win in California or not?
0: Wow. He must be a bajillionaire to spend that kind of
1: money. 41, he's got $41 billion to
0: spend. Ah, all right, to spend. All right, then he, still, then he still gets to live in that giant house. That he'll have to give up when Bernie becomes president because uh, nobody's allowed <laughs> to be that wealthy anymore. The government will dictate where you live and how many people live in your house. We were just laughing about the fact that uh, as soon as Bernie's government finds out that you saved up enough money to buy a hot tub, they will send you a note that says, thank you very much for buying a hot tub. We've sent a note to everybody in your neighborhood about coming over to use it And since we've miscalculated your salary needs, uh, everybody's going to use your hot tub and your salary's been reduced because you clearly don't need that much money.
1: Well, the the ultimate irony here is that Bernie Sanders people are complaining in Iowa because the Democratic National Committee is trying to redistribute redistribute their delegates. So it's a they perform too well, so they don't get to get as many delegates. They need to allocate them to people who didn't perform as well. It's only fair. Adam, yeah, so, it's only fair.
0: Uh, Adam Schiff yesterday, uh, among other things, said no. that uh, Donald Trump needs to be repl- removed from office because he is already planning to cheat the election to be reelected uh, in November. Uh, I, I laughed when I heard that initially, but then wondered, when he wins, can Democrats re-impeach him to, to try do this all over again and blame whomever? The Russians, the Hungarians, the you know they're going to blame somebody because they're. Uh, uh, can he be re-impeached and stay in office a second time?
1: Well, they can if they have control of the House, they can do whatever they want it okay, to. Okay, I, why I they wasn't can't sure control
0: of the House. Right, I wasn't sure whether they had uh, you know the authority. There's
1: statute of limitations. Right, you can. It's never been done before. It's never been contemplated that a House representative be completely politically oriented and not legally oriented. And would abuse this power, but they will. And um, the choice of the people, if they want to continue to have impeachment, 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 um, vote for a Democrat and Cong- for Congress. If you don't, vote them out. Because right. ultimately, they're the ones who are going to decide, they've decided. Facts don't matter. The case doesn't matter. It just matters that they've got the votes. And since they've got the votes, they're going to vote to impeach as often and early and often as they can.
0: So there's no double jeopardy issue with regard to impeaching the president again.
1: Well, you know, the Senate might say there is, but I I don't know. We've never faced this before. Yeah, well, yeah, no kidding. We're (laughs) in completely uncharted territory. It
0: is. uh, We've had spirited conversation uh, this morning uh, talking about uh, uh, socialist Democrats and the fact that uh, Bernie, uh, what did I hear? One of the reports I heard this morning was that young voters in Iowa were very strongly supporting Bernie. Older voters in Iowa were strongly supporting uh, uh, Joe Biden, at least those Democrats that are declared. It's interesting to me to imagine that some of those young uh, Bernie supporters think that with him in charge, their lives will continue exactly the way they are, except they won't have to pay for anything. They'll get free health care and free college education, free place to live. The place where I live now, you, I get to keep my apartment and my car and my job and go to school and have health care and somebody else is going to pay for it. Thank you, President Bernie. I don't get how they could even make that stretch.
1: Well, you know, it's, uh, if you want to live in government housing, um, it's really, you know, it's available. And um, we know that it doesn't get maintained. We know that it uh, becomes a rat infested, drug infested hellhole. Sure. Ask and anybody who's what, gotten government. That's what an apartment building without private ownership is going to be, because you can put all the regulations in the world. What you end up with is, uh, is there's no incentive to maintain property when there's no incentive to maintain property property falls apart very rapidly
0: ask anybody that's lived in government housing after a flood or a hurricane
1: absolutely Whew. so it's say yeah they, they believe they believe that uh, you know they can't imagine a world without their, you know, their I-11s, iPhone 11s, and their, you know, all the great uh, things that private sector develops. And they can't imagine a world without them. They think everything stays the same, and it doesn't. Yeah, right. There be a private it, sector. evolution occurs rapidly, and it will, um, and when you take away the incentive to maintain property or maintain roads or maintain anything, and that incentive goes away. What ends up happening is the systems fail and there's nobody there to replace them. Is
0: there there nothing going on today? I know that uh, uh, Republicans and Democrats have offered their closing uh, statements. Uh, Is there any impeachment activity today or do they take the day off because of the president's speech? And tomorrow there will be a
1: vote and it will be over. I think there'll be Senate speeches on the floor. The senators want to talk because they don't like not being able to talk. (laughs) So the senators are going to talk. The rules about the the speaking is is somewhat uh, unclear to me. But I would expect Senate speeches today closing off relatively early so they can uh, prepare for the State of the Union address, and then they go back to um, uh, more Senate speeches tomorrow and a, vo- and a vote on acquittal tomorrow.
0: All right, so there's uh, there's an issue in Iowa that's causing Democrats to be uh, wiki wacky. There are some uh, concerned re- Republicans that the president will spend – Any uh, too much or any time gloating over the uh, vote that uh, won't come until tomorrow or till, uh, yeah, tomorrow, uh, which he shouldn't really do, just accept that it's over and move on. Uh, what do you think the world his, is going to be
1: like? I don't uh, think his written speech will say anything about impeachment. That don't doesn't you? Mean he won't. Really? Yeah, his, well, of course. His speech uh, won't say anything about it, but once again, you, his speech and what he says may not be the same thing.
0: Yeah, he's, he'll so, go off the rails because he always does that. He loves hearing himself talk, so it'll be interesting. We, we should probably talk Thursday about what, what world we live in now that the impeachment thing is over, and uh, what, what kind of world do we live in now? I I wonder. Rick Manning, our guest on the Crosstalk on WIZM from Americans for Limited Government. You can read his pieces at GetLiberty.com.